What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kerlihan, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, silly question, but how are you feeling tonight, mate? Uh, I'm pretty shit, man. Um, Any time a Rangers manager gets sacked, uh, it makes me sad, if I'm honest, regardless of context, which we will discuss. Um, it was unavoidable, as as we'll discuss, but uh, it's never feels good. Uh, it always always gets me a bit sad and makes me feel shit. How about you? Yeah, I'm the same, mate. I'm the same. You know, you know when Bill came in, I was a big ad. You know, I was a, I'm a big Bill fan. Um, I wanted him to be the manager. You know, no no questions about that. And um, but I feel like the time is the time is right, and I'm. You know, one thing that you know the board have done right in terms of this whole thing, they haven't done many things right, but they have acted fairly swiftly. You know, after after yesterday's horrible result and performance, um, so I uh, it's it's I think it's and it's also been it's been coming since the Celtic game. Let's face it, you know, as soon as that game, well, probably the, the Kelly game gave it was a wee bit. It was a bit like pre-season as well, which we're all we're all going to discuss. But the performances and the results just haven't been good enough, and it's ultimately cost him his job but there is a like I said there is a couple of things that we want to talk about during this as well obviously you had the luck of being off, being away on holiday last week so you missed the large majority of not sitting at Ibrooks with everybody else going absolutely crazy you were at least sitting in a nice warm beach bar watching it mate so you, at least you were the, you were alright with that eh? I softened the blow somewhat um, mm-hmm. I, I, I left Ibrooks on last Thursday night um, just after beating Betis, and I thought, all right, okay, maybe the maybe the second half is, is something to build on. There was some some signs, some positivity, um, and I left the country, uh, and then it all went to shit. So I don't know. I guess it's maybe my fault. Maybe if I'd been there like I was on Thursday night, we would we would have had uh, three brilliant performances. But we'll never know. Aye, aye. So so let's get into obviously the news that sort of broke. Tonight, there was a sort of bit of murmurings on social media that, you know, the board had actually decided to um, relieve Michael Beale of his duties as Rangers manager. And then, you know, just a wee bit later, there was all the sort of, as always, the glory of Twitter. One of the good things about Twitter is, you know, the, the sort of call and gossip and all that coming about, you know, the leaked WhatsApp rumours and all that were all there. And then, it, you know, Rangers did confirm it that Michael Beale, you know, has left um, his job as Rangers manager. So just under... Well, 11, 11 months in the ten months in the job. Um, I started on the twenty eighth of November. Then obviously um, last year, then finishes today in the first October. So I've, I've sort of got his record here, Keith. Um, All right, go for it. Well. So he's a Rangers record. Yeah, yeah. So he's well. It says it says this is how it is on um, Wikipedia. So if it's wrong, excuse me. But um, it oh, says no. he's played forty three games, one thirty one. Drawn four and lost eight. During that time, he's got a win record of seventy-two point zero nine percent. So pretty good record in terms of that. But it's just you know last season, obviously when he came in, you know obviously the sort of geo, but he did steady the ship. But although you know ultimately, Celtic games did you know did cost us, did cost him as well. Which you know, but however he did, obviously he did have pre-season to sort of. Try and mould this squad into his old and his way. Get rid of a lot of players, bring in a lot of players as well who just haven't been good enough. But um, there's a number of I think there's there's a lot going through my head, and it's probably the same with you, Keith, as well. Your head probably your 
your brain's probably going a thousand miles an hour the same as mine, try to piece everything together and how, how, how it sort of worked out and just looking back in these last, you know, ten months going, What the fuck's happened? <laughs> you know, when you when you look at it, you know, like I said, he'd done everything right other than, you know, I think the Celtic games last season and he sort of he felt like he learned from it. And then this season he's come in, you know, moulded the team the way that he wanted, you know, the the tactics he wanted to play in pre season, even pre season looked iffy, didn't it, when you're looking at it and it's just, you know, just since pre season it's just been dross. I I think the like you say, hundred miles an hour. Um, it's it's a funny old game, you know. Like last season, last season was in the books, and, and a lot of people at the time were cutting them slack. Um, you know, no 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 followers to choose, and injury season taking over when it was in a bad spot. Team was lacking confidence. It was all it was all Gio's fault, really, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Which is interesting because. Well, I find it interesting because it's almost like, you know, people say, oh, you can't change the past. But if if you found out your wife had been cheating on you for the last five years, it, it changes that five years. Do you know what I mean? So, yep. so there is a way you can change your past. And that's exactly what's happened to Bill. Uh, forgive the analogy, you know, that I'm suggesting anything. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but that, that's what's happened because people at the time are like, oh, it was all Gio's fault. Now they're looking back and going, well, it could have won two cups and... Uh, if 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 we don't concede late to Celtic in that old uh, old firm in January when Bill's in charge of two two game, it's six points and six points are catchable. So he probably could have won a treble last year if it, you know, or, or if he didn't bottle the big games. All the stuff that's coming out, he's not won any big games. He's you know like the performances actually weren't that good. Oh, he steadied the ship and won a lot of away games, but it's probably two good performances last season. So all of a sudden that narrative totally changed when yeah. this season happened and this season. Like his record last season, if you extrapolate that out, he probably wins the league nine times out of ten. You know, yeah. so as much as we might, as we're pick the things I just said or what fans are saying, um, his record, I think, uh, I, I don't know if it, if it was the case, but I think he pretty much went point for point with Celtic in the league. Um, you know, they beat us once, we beat them once. There was a draw. I think we probably just about matched them under under Bill. Maybe even mm-hmm. made some points up on them. Certainly, it was closer than than the, the the previous you know four months or whatever it was under Gio. So he done all right in the league. You you, you got into the season thinking, has he learned? As long as he's learned lessons in those cup defeats, he's a rookie manager. He's getting the benefit of the doubt. But this season just goes to shit so fast that all of a sudden last season all <laughs> of the flaws just get flung in his face. And the wider context is, as you say. His record might be good. He might, have, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably got a better points per or win ratio than our best managers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best, the best win percentage of any manager at Rangers. Aye, but I mean, forty games versus mm-hmm. Walters, you know, exactly, four hundred. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't really compare. But the, the point is, I, the stats might make it look alright. But this season, played seven in the league, lost three. That, that's not acceptable. Two of yep. which have been at Ibrox, um, including the PSV scudding. Um, you know, that there's your there's your three def- there's your four defeats inside 14 games or whatever it is this year, uh, plus a couple of draws that you know probably shouldn't have been. Um, well, certainly, I suppose both in the Champions League. But you, you've got to think that we could have, we would have been looking to beat PSV at Ibrox, 
maybe not better team, but certainly Servette, we should have been we should have been getting the win. So you know he's he's not this season. The record's not been good, and it is the it is the it's more than the the wins and the points, isn't it? Like I I I I, least I missed it, but people after the Motherwell game after a win coming out and saying. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I was defending them, but now I'm done. People, yeah. the, even when we've been winning games, people are still being getting put off because there's there's no shape, there's there's no identity, there's there's no passion. There's, the players don't look like they've got a clue. It's changing every week. All the stuff we've been saying on on previous pods. It speaks to a man who is at his depth. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, you you said earlier you you wanted Bill. I've been skeptical for the start. This is what you I were, feared. Yeah. Was that. He, he is a rookie manager and, and Gerard is was a rookie manager, but with the gravitas and the respect on the name and all of that different stuff. Beal has done nothing before Rangers to prove that he could be a Rangers manager. Yeah. He's been promoted too quickly, just like what we spoke about in the past. It happens and it very rarely works out well enough. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, you know, you make a good point about being a being a rookie manager. I think there has to be you know, the board have acted quickly to sort of change this around. However, they need to be held responsible for, for like I said, for giving a rookie manager basically the keys to the castle in terms of not having a director of football there, somebody to lean on them for guidance or support. They're basically let this man come in. Like like you said, a rookie manager and basically run the football side of the club for the last, well, since the start of the season, well, since Wilson left anyway. Aye. And if, and that sort of t- telling and the signings that we've had, you know, the way that they haven't gelled or settled in or performed more than anything. So there's a lot. I feel there is the board are, you know, Bisgrove likes to be a crowd pleaser, a fan pleaser. Um, however, a lot of this is on is on them for for giving a rookie manager no help or support, you know, basically left him to, you know, go and do his own thing. And that must carry a bit of pressure and burden on him as well because obviously he thinks that he's a football manager he's there he sort of look at the things on the park but he's obviously been left to run the football side of the club so I'm, I'm not I'm not using that as an excuse or anything for him I think it was right for him to go I think it's, it was well timed and I was a big Bill fan and I was sort of you know after you know the couple of when the Betis game and all that when we, when we done the pause for the Betis game um, you know you're sort of like and after the international break as well you know we were sort of Maybe not defending him, but he needed to have a good hard look at himself and, you know, change change the way he's working. And, you know, it's obviously ultimately fell flat. But I do think a lot of... Not a lot of the blame, because it's obviously on him and the way that he's trying to play them. But some of the blame has to go on the board as well for leaving this, you know, rookie manager to run the football club. Do you do you agree with that? Or do you think I'm being a bit... Am I trying to... I'm not trying to defend the blame, but, you know, am I being a bit... You know, am I being a bit harsh on him? But I, I think I'm being pretty just in it. I know, totally, man. I think that there's there's so much blame to go around. I mean, best case scenario, the board appointed him. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that, they're right away. That you you know, people say the manager carries ultimate responsibility. He does, but you know, like petty shit rolls downhill. You know yourself, right? You're at your work, and you know somebody yep. makes a, a wee mistake. And then you go, ah, that was the me, that was that clown that works for me or whatever, right? Shit rolls downhill. It's, it's a true saying, but not with the big stuff. No, with the big stuff. The big stuff rolls uphill. You know, who's got ultimate responsibility? And for stuff like this, the board definitely have massive part of the of the blame. I seen in one of my group chats, somebody said that, well, you know, like the, the board, to be fair to them, 
Bill gain it all the chat in the summer about how he can how he can cope with it. Oh, so he's obviously he's obviously missold him. Right. Yeah. So 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 let's say Bill is let's play that scenario through. Bill is the bad guy. Bill said, Look, I can do everything. I'm Superman. Uh Give me the keys to the castle, as you say, and I'll make sure the place is running smoothly for you. Even if that was true, right? Which it might be, we don't know. We don't know what's been said. We don't know how the interviews went. But let's say it is true. Still their fault. Yeah. You've got to, you know, you've got to have the 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 wherewithal, the confidence, that everything. We're looking to them as the true leaders to say, "Simmer down, me man. You've been, you know, you've been a manager for twenty games at QPR." By the way, your record there wasn't great. So let's yeah. just take a wee chill pill. This is Glasgow Rangers you're, you're at now. No, Queen's Park Rangers. This is this is the real deal. Um, that's not how we operate. We are professional. We are, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever way you cut it, the board are partly, or not partly, massively to blame for the way that they've handled the full thing. Um, it was a, for me, he was a, a lazy populist appointment um, that you touched on it earlier. Want to win the fans over? Don't, don't don't win the fans over by appointing a pal. You want to win the fans over? Wave shiny things at them. Win trophies. That's how you win the fans over. Not nothing else. This is, this is Rangers. Nothing else is going to work. So I think that it was the wrong appointment, which they need to carry the can for. And then, as you say, they've they've not given them the proper infrastructure and support. Whether they've been cost cutting and thinking, oh, we can maybe do this a wee bit cheaper. But now the problem is, what do you do next? Do you yep. appoint a director of football or do you appoint a manager and then a director of football and hope that they get on and hope that it, it's a good relationship? What do, you, what do you do? Because the director of football seems to have stalled. See if they'd acted, right, let's get Beal in because Gio's out, fair enough. Then Ross Wilson leaves, okay, fair enough. Let's get a director of football then becomes a priority. Let, let's yep. make a move on it. Um, but they didn't. They prioritised trusting Beal with the signings and, and the negotiations and whatever. And now we are where we are. And... What comes next? Because I, I yep. genuinely don't know. What's the football model even going to be at the football club? And who's deciding? Bisgrove, who's a 30-something-year-old marketing guy who's, you know, just had the confidence to, to promote himself. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yep. at a time, let's be honest, Bisgrove came in and did a great job. I think my stapler could have, you know, got Rangers' revenue up by a couple of hundred percent because it was it was so in the doldrums, you know, for everybody boycotting the spivs that oh yeah it wasn't going to be that hard right so yeah. I, I i don't know man I, i've got a got a lot of fear for for where the club's at yeah yeah i think a lot of people do keith including myself and there as well so like we're saying there isn't there isn't without blame here in terms of the board and stuff like that and they need to be held accountable they have acted fast and stuff like that but let's have a look at you know you know some of the signings that bill's brought in you know, in terms of, you know, guys that come in and just, just how they've... There's a couple that I want to talk about particularly. I want to discuss that have been... They've been pretty horrible since since they came in, to be honest with you, and one that's been pretty good. And um, and Jack Butlin, which I thought was a really good signing. And I think it has proved to be that. So one good thing you can say about Beal is he's brought in an outstanding goalie. But then you look at the other side of things, you know, the players that he got rid of, you know, me and you were having a chat just before this, you know, such as, like... Freedom, I think, sort of stuck out that we, we discussed was Antonio Kolak, Fashion Sakala, and Giannis Hadji, who went, understand that Kent and Murray lost less than three transfers, they weren't their deals, fair enough, get that. But so, so let's sort of discuss the the guys who, who who's came, no, let's discuss the guys, let's discuss the guys who came in first. 
So Butland's obviously a good one. The another two were, I want to discuss were Lammers and Dessers because I feel like they two have been hopeless. Beyond Lammers looks like there is a bit of a player in there, but it seems like he'll take one or two touches. Then the third one, he just, you know, he has, I don't know what he does, but he just loses it. And, you know, the next thing we're on, on attack, Dessers hasn't looked anything like a number nine that Bill promised us. Um, in there as well. So just a couple of chats about that, Keith, which what you think about the guys that he's signed, and then we'll have a chat about some of the guys that left. I, I, I'm trying not to be harsh, right? So this yeah. is me trying not to be harsh, but Dessels and Lammers look not only like they won a competition, but like they, 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 won, a, they won a competition that was hosted in a special school. Um, I think the both of them are just hopeless, man. Just hopeless. They've they've done nothing to to give us any hope whatsoever. All they've done is have bad touches and miss sitters. Lammers, I'm done. For me, he's worse. I, I know people are saying you know Dessers is getting all the heat. For me, Lammers, Lammers is worse, man. Dessers is trying at least. I mean, he's he's done nothing, but at least he's trying. Lammers is just so ineffective and. I, I get that you can. He's 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 got some decent, you know, we hit movements and some technique and whatever. But this is this is a, a Rangers forward. If you're not having a positive impact in the game, then you're useless. You can be there. Like I, I remember, then about then about a football coaching and an attacker was was having an ineffective game and I subbed him and he said to me, "Why did you take me off? I didn't do anything wrong." That was a quote, right? Doesn't matter. That, that yeah. My response was, I that's you never done it wrong, but you didn't impact the game. This is football. You need to have a positive impact. Doing nothing wrong isn't he a good isn't he good enough? You need to have a positive impact. And Lammers has not done that. What where yeah. point to a game where he's had a positive impact? Apart from looking half decent in pre-season, where is where is there a positive impact on a game? Very, very few and far between. You're clutching at straws. And and I get that you see the old flash here and there and you think, oh, maybe we can just get a player at him. It's been, how many games? 14 games, did we say earlier or something like this yeah. season? It's October. Nah, we've seen enough. There's not, he's, 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 he's flopped so far at Rangers. Maybe maybe he's got to be next season's Rabi Matondo, right? And he's, he's having a having a shanner and then he'll come on to a good one. Bessel's, I, I don't know what's up with the guy. Maybe, maybe he's just done. Maybe he's he's got to that point in his career. I can't imagine it. I mean, he's he started quite late. I seem to remember his Rangers opening interview, and he said I didn't start professional football until I was like twenty-two or something like that. He dropped it a yeah. lot or something to do it. So, you know, he, he shouldn't have that many miles on the clock if he started so late. But he looks like a guy who's who's came to the end of his career and he's done. And we've got him at a point where he just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, maybe yeah. again. He was injured last season. He's not a proper pre-season and it, it'll click. I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. You know, we've never spoke to him, so it's hard to get a read on him as a human. But so far, he just looks like his career's done. So I, I, as you say, getting rid of guys that are proven goal scorers, albeit far from perfect with plenty of flaws, proven goal scorers and a team that didn't score enough goals. And you go and bring in guys that have got a record of not really scoring that many goals and have not hit the ground running. It's a massive problem, man. A massive yeah. problem. Look at look at last season. Uh, Kolak had scored about twelve goals by this time last season in the league in, in the league in Europe. Um, and fair enough, he wasn't the he, he wasn't like he, he didn't play like Morelos where he came for the ball and stuff like that. He was a you know a goal scorer box you know in the box goal scorer. But right. he still he, even when he played, he always managed to find the net. 
Torres, you know, he left with 18 goals last season. Um, and there and that, he wasn't, I mean, obviously we got our money back for him, which when you think he, when you were looking at it at the start of the season, it's a, it's a good bit of business because he scored the goals, we got our money back, and then it gives Bill money for him to sign the people that he wanted to sign. But it's just proved out that they've been absolute duds. Totally. Um, and I mean, I know people say, oh, he's not the all round striker, he doesn't need all this, like, you know, running the channels. And But think about it, it's horses for courses. How many times did Chris Boyd start in Europe or against Celtic? Never. Right. Never. Because. He, he, didn't have, he didn't have all that all-round ability. We would start with one up top and it'd be Kenny Miller because he'd go and run channels and he'd tassel defenders and he'd press for the front and he'd link up the play. He'd, he was a better football player, basically. Um, but Chris Boyd started all the league games and scored hundreds of goals because, like you're just saying there about Cholak, get the ball in and about the box. He was an instinctive finisher and he would score for fun, including, I mean, he was at Kilmarnock after he left us, and he was top goal scorer in the league. Do you know what I mean? Yep. At, at Kelly, two seasons after leaving Rangers, when he was even fatter and slower than he used to be. Um, and we so, were in the Championship then as well, when he moved up to the Premier League. That's right, aye, <laughs> aye. So he, um, you know, and I'm not saying Cholak was as good or whatever, but it's a similar style, and it's like, okay, I get it, it's not all round, but again, it, it speaks to, overthinking it or being too wedded to a style or whatever it is, you know, there's, there's a problem there where you look at a guy and you go, I okay, he'll score his goals against 90% of the teams we play against, but that other 10%, I just need to sell them. Bullshit, yeah. man. You know, yeah, like, exactly. adapt it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, by the signings haven't been near good enough. The people that were, you know, were sold to replace them, to know the club inside out, like, like Hadji, I think... See, see when I seen that the midfield over the last couple of weeks, you know, we we Jack Lundstrom and Kiswentes in there. I'm like, that is screaming out for someone like a Yanis Hadji who'll come and get the ball, look 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 up rather than looking to the side like they do. You know, he's he's a prime example and any time I, I just doesn't it boils my piss when I see it. And he, he can also he can also do the job he can also do a job out wide for us. Granted he's not the quickest guy in the world. Correct. But he can he, he can play out there and he's you know he's intelligent enough that he can play out there. He's um, two footed as well. Yeah. The cut in, like you say, he might not be able to go by the guy. But if you're marking him, all he needs is a half yard inside or outside. He can cut in and, and do something he's left, or he can go by and do something he's right. So look, there's, there's a there's a threat there, you know. So I, I agree, man. I agree. And I think that the midfield when <laughs> you see Jack and Lundstrom. I said in the summer I wouldn't renew Ryan Jack. I feel yeah. validated and vindicated. I don't think he should play for Rangers again. For me, he's uh, just a capital man. No, he hit that. He no. hit that homegrown button, didn't he? And that's why I think. I think that's why. I think that's why he stayed. But yeah, um, when you look at that, I think the only the only signing that you can really say has kicked off. You know, he's done well. I think it's Butland, and you know him coming out and doing the interview after the game on Saturday. You know, sort of showed that he's, you know, he's a bit of class and the way he spoke and stuff like that. I think he was, he was really, you know, he was good and he realised he realises and he's, you know, he realised it's not been good enough. Plus, you see him during the games how animated he is. You know, in terms of, you know, fucking get your act together. You can see him shouting. You can hear him shouting it um, from where we sit. So, uh, it's not been, it's not been good enough. And then the performances on the park, Keith, as well. That's the next thing I want to go to under Beal. You know, particularly this season. Um, you know, obviously he tried to change his style, try to change Rangers' style of play, um, in this sort of, you know, sort of four, you know, sort of diamond four four two almost, and it just didn't work. 
you know, having these two aging fullbacks try try run up and down the wing isn't going to work for us. You sort of change that again. It's just it's just been a disaster. And and you you could see that, and you were sort of for me when I seen like the Newcastle game and how it wasn't working, and then you see the couple of other friendlies that were there as well. You're just like, right, it's only pre season. And I think that's what a lot of people were saying as well, because they did still have credit. He still, you know, people were still excited about, you know, the season under them. You know, let them get fit and let's see what they do. First game of the season against Kelly, get beat. You're like, fucking hell, here we go. First time I've been beat since Advocat. Advocat's staying in the first game of the season. Um, and then, again, similar situation where, you know, Advocat had all these new guys getting embedded that season, but the only difference is, when the league that season, we're certainly, you know, we're seven Jim. points behind after, after I won the treble, sorry, that season. You know, seven points behind with seven games gone is no good enough. Um, so it's just a... Performances, just quickly, right? Performances is, is an interesting one for me because, like you say, he goes out and, and buys, right? He goes out and buys a team that is clearly shaped to play... Four four two diamond. That that's kind of what he's looking for. You know, he's got he's got a couple options that he can play at the six. He's got Jack Lundstrom and, and Raskin. You're expecting to rotate in there. He's got Cantwell. So Fuentes comes in, suppose a game changer as your two first choice eights probably. But again, you can you know you can you can play like Lawrence as well. In there. Lawrence could go in there. Lundstrom can push forward. Raskin can push forward. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of guys since had you on loan. Uh, Lammers is your first choice ten. Again, you could move Raskin on. You could play Lawrence. You could play probably forgetting a couple of people. Um, and then you've got Dessers and Danilo up top. That's kind of that that seemed to be what he was going for. Roof is there as well. Big you know, Seema and both Roof probably quite good in a two because he he is a a more all rounder rather than. Than a Cholak, for example, that imagine Ruth playing off of somebody like that. You know, he's he's more your your Kenny Miller type to your Chris Boyd for not not a brilliant analogy, but you know, just referencing back to that. <clears throat> and then it doesn't work at Kilmarnock, and he gives up on it. That to me is nuts. Like, okay, you lost. Okay, the performance was shit. Okay, the fans are raging. So what? Who picks the team? Yeah, Mike, Rangers manager picks the team. You try to tell me that's Advocate or, or Walter. They're going to go, oh, we lost and the fans are raging. Right, I better try something different. Of course or no. You're just going to go, I believe in this. I'm a Rangers manager. This is what I'm, this is what I think is going to work. And we're going to stick to it until it does work. Like, people go, oh, what, you know, what happened to Celtic? Ange needed till Christmas. Ah, but he came up with an idea and he just stuck to it until it worked. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, have, have an identity. At least if he'd stuck to it, I'd have, a, I'd have respect for him and saying, live by the sword, die by the sword. He's sticking to his thing and he's keep trying it. All right, it's not working, but at least get get more than a game, man. Get five games, get ten games, get get more than a game for Christ's sake. And then for there, it's just been throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. It's been right. Let's go for this guy out wide. Let's go. Like we said, um, you know, different team every single game, different formation half the time, changing it mid game, just desperation, desperation, desperation. Guy that doesn't. He's at his depth. That's what it comes back to for me. He knows he's at his depth. Doesn't have the confidence to be where he's at to at least just commit to it and see it through. That's what he had to do at least, and he, he never done it for me. And back to the performances and the signings. Sterling's the crazy signing. He came in to be competition for Tav. He doesn't play it like Tav. No. So what you're going to do? You're going to be like, right, actually this guy's playing better than you, Tav. So Tav's at the team. 
Well, no, you've got a completely different style. You've got a defender first that can't really go, he's got engine to go forward and his crossing's worse than mid then. So yeah. what do you have when you've got, you're talking about competition? It's not competition. It's it's a massive tactical change. So to your point about looking at the fullbacks to get up and down, it doesn't go and recruit. See if you go and get a right back who's, like say you go and get a Nathan Patterson or something like that, you know, some, some boy or a, Aaron Hickey or whatever, somebody that's going to get up and down and can be attacking and can, all right, fair enough, fine. I, I, then you start to go, right, I can see he's committing to it. But he goes and gets a right back who's nothing like Tav, who can he push Tav at the team? As soon as you take Tav at the team, nothing on the right-hand side. Yeah. Everybody just goes, right, we'll just double up on Bonner and Rangers are toothless. Yep. Whereas, like you said, when during the, you know, during the years that Patterson was there, Patterson offered is pretty much very similar to what Tav does, getting up and down that wing scoring a couple of goals when he played and stuff like he looked Aye. you know I saw that ready made replacement in there but obviously the big box came and he you know obviously that's football modern football yeah, that's that is football and that's supposedly the model that we were working with at Aye. that time but since then you know that football model has been thrown at the window pretty much Aye. Aye. yeah yeah so so now like I said it's also one of the things Keith as well just before we sort of move on from from Bale and you know, look, looking ahead and stuff like that. One of the things that has sort of affected him, I don't know if it's obviously things in training and stuff like that, but he has he has been dealt pretty sure he had injuries as well and stuff like that. Or same as Gio did last season as well. Gio had a number of injuries. But when you look at it, you know, when you see guys, I mean, you see Jack and Ridvan, particularly at half-time, getting taken off duty injuries. And then we had, had Cantwell, Matondo, Lawrence, um, who else is injury? No. Baskin, Danilo. You know, there's quite a few in there that have been that have suffered injuries in there as well. But Gio had the exact same situation last season as well. So it's something that's in Kieran Dill. There is something that's you know Ruth. Something I'm just like the guys' names coming at me as I'm talking. Um, but there has there is this fundamental issue, and that's when we thought that when Doctor Waller came back, you know, it might have been different. But we're back in the same boat again, aren't we? Aye, so th- th- there's, there's two factors there for me. First of all, pretty much everybody was fit up until the Celtic, after the Celtic game, the international yes, break. Right? Yeah. So, so, so that excuse that he's been using lately for me does, doesn't wash that much um, because, I, okay, the, the last few games, there's, there's, been, there's been some major injury worries. I get that. But, it, it, I mean, we're talking four or 14 games or something like that, right? So I, I'm, not, I'm not buying it that much. And second of all, even if that is true, right? How many of them were predictable? Lawrence, out of the time. Matondo, lots of niggly injuries. Redvan, last season proved that he's unreliable. Ryan Jack, don't get me started. Kamar Roof, please. Uh, who else did you say? Right? Um, so, the, only, okay. the only one, pretty much, it's, you know, is Raskin and Cantwell. Cantwell, maybe not. Raskin had a few wee niggles last season. I, I expect he's going to be one of those guys that he's, he's not going to be a. He's not a Tavera Goldson and of old, and you get you know sixty games. He's not going to be that guy. He's going to be niggly injuries. Cantwell was maybe an unexpected one. Danilo, it's that's just one of those. It's an unfortunate contact. That's that again. That's football, right? So contact sport. The kid was brave. Fair play to him. Took a sore one. You know, like that, that's un, that's unavoidable. That that will happen. Um, but a lot of the time, if it's predictable like that, we all know these guys are going to be out. Um, then 
he's got he's got that's part of squad management, you know. Yeah. If you're if you're playing FIFA or football manager or anything and you've got a team full of these boys that are always that are all made of biscuits, you're gonna know there's a problem, right? you you don't have UEFA pro licenses and all that. But everybody knows it, right? So the squad management there and I think some of it again it's got to be on. It's got to be on them. It's got to be on the management. Uh, the, the injuries, just not being ready, not being prepared enough for them. The squad's bigger, I think, than it was before. Again, no, no, not ready. No, no. You know, getting rid of Hadji, who's just come back. Lowry is another one that's starting to look like a bad shout. You know, he's gone. Yep. He's on fire at Hearts. When we have got Lammers, you'd be much better just getting the season to Lowry. Do you know what I mean? So, like, all all these things, right? You start start to start to ratchet up against you and I don't know man I think the injuries is yeah it's not enough you do make a good point you do with that as well and and like like you used to see like you know when you were when when you needed it the most you know like when when we looked at the bench on um, you know yesterday for talking sakes they had Scott Wright three defenders and three young boys on it and Robbie McCrory obviously the backup the backup goalie and you're just like, there is nothing in that for anybody to come in and try and change the game. You know, Scott Wright came on and the boy who would been trying to get rid of him, he's sending me turkey twice, two times he would get rid of him, and then the next minute he's starting and then he's playing and then he looked like a he looked like a hothead yesterday when he came on. You know, I said that to him, my brother who I sit beside. Um, I said that to him because he got, he got booked early and then a foul happened on him. And he was right at the referee in the referee's place in the Aberdeen face. And I said to Gary, he looks like he's going to get sent off in a minute. And then a couple of minutes later, he puts another challenge in and he's off. Aye. So, I, I must admit, he, I, no, I, I agree. He he, uh, he came on, lost it early, and it was only going to end one way. I, I think the rule of the yellow card for, you know, when you get yourself across it and the boy follows through and kicks you, I, I hate that rule. I think that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but, but he was he was heading for a red card, no doubts. Um, and just just go, just on that, there's a, there's a wider point, and I suppose it links back to the injuries as well. You mentioned under Geo, there was a lot of injuries. How much of that is people going? Oh, I'm getting booed. This is a bit tough. Uh, oh, there's uh, my hammy away. Like yep. you know, it, it, and that's that's human nature. I'm not saying it's as conscious as that, but no matter what football club you're at, when when things are going really harsh like this. There's always more injuries than there is when everybody's winning, you know, and you're winning five 0 every week and you're in cup finals and like all of a sudden everybody's available and, and feeling fit and ready to take a jag to play and all that stuff, right? It's it's human nature. Um so, so there, there's another factor in, in in the injuries. And Scott Wright's an example of that where okay, he's not injured, just comes on loose heat, you know, that way you're like, I, I need it here, you bottle it, you get yourself sent off. There you go. There's another out. Do you know what I mean? People break yeah. and they look for an out. It happens. Uh, whether that's going to do an injury, I'm not accusing anybody. Don't know how Redvan and, and my Jack are feeling. Don't know anything about it. But that that happens, and then you see people lose it and get sent off. Happens all the time. Um, yeah. So I, when we're in a bad way, it's players look for outs and and that. that I mean, before we look forward, actually, that that leads me onto something that uh, I want to just quickly mention and talk to you about is. I said it in the summer. I think people thought I was crazy, um, but it seems to be a common shout. The new new captain, mm-hmm. L- lacking leadership. Um, a lot of people 
there seems to be a bit of a clamour the, the, the day online and in group chats and that for Jack Butland to be made captain. Um, thoughts? I've seen that. I've seen that on the group chat. Um, and like there has been a number of you know number of discussions about Tav and you know how he you know how he is like he's the captain but he's not very vocal. You know a lot of people were saying previously should um, should somebody like Golson be the captain previously. Obviously I'm not saying that now, but you know, a couple of years ago, because he was the actual leader on the park. Um, and there, I don't... Do, do you think a captain, you know, do you think it would make any difference? Because I don't... Would it... It might make a new difference if a new manager comes in. However, with an interim manager, you know, that we've got at the moment, I don't think it'll make any... I don't think... I, I wouldn't change it now. But potentially, if a new manager comes in, with his whole new philosophies and stuff like that, and there, then yeah, I would, I, I would, I wouldn't be against it changing. I know we've had captain changes in the past from Amaruso and stuff like that, and you know he he ended up doing better without the burden of captaincy on him. So I think it could work, but I wouldn't do it now. But I would do it if I, when a new manager comes in. What about you? Uh, no, same man. I think anybody saying Stephen Davis is picking a new captain on Thursday is is ridiculous. Um, yeah, there's absolutely no point. There's no point. Because like you say, what's the new manager going to come in and go, nah, man, Tav's a captain. Yeah. Wah, wah. Right, so interim, nothing's changing. It, w- it would be it'd be wild. Unless unless he drops Tav, right? In which case, that, that's your get-out is, Tav, I don't you're right for this game or whatever. You're the manager, you pick a team. That's the only way. Tav is still the official club captain, but you just don't pick him. May happen. That That's that's not the same thing. Um, yeah. So, I, I agree with you there. Um. New I captain. think it could do him some good, though, mate. I think it might. I think it could do him some good. Um, <laughs> you think it'll do Tab good? It could do. It could take him a wee bit of the light, lighting out the press, and just let him focus on his football, um, rather than dealing with everything else. You know, in terms of that, or else is he is he so embedded in that now because he's been the captain for what five years now as a captain? Um, you know, is that part? He's is that part of him now being the captain? Is that how he sees it? But he see it as. You know, I lost a faith, uh, you know, on him and stuff like that, which I think is, you know, it's. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've, I'm not a Tav as a captain fan, as as you'll know from yeah. seasons gone by, and uh, you know, so I, I'm not advocating for the guy as a captain. What part of it I would say he he does get, uh, for me, is I think he's got the Rangers class. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know, I've, I don't know the guy as, a, as, as an individual, but I think he's got the Rangers class. And if you said to him, like, mate, I think the best thing for the team is for us to pass it on, I, I think he would, I think he would take it classy, um, mm-hmm. personally. But again, I, this is all speculation, you know, we we, we don't know him. Um, but I think, hi, the, the real issue for me, and again, this is something we've spoke about over past seasons now, is who who do we have? Who's, who is the who is the right captain? Where is the the real leader in the team? I, I think we've lacked leadership for for a, for a good while. Um, you know, since I, I don't know, like under Walter and, and Ali, you're back there before you had before you had a real captain and true leadership. I think I think we've lacked it since we came back up. So yeah, I I, I don't know who you pick, and I get I get Butland and and you you made the point earlier that um how he reacts and 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 that that made him potentially makes him a good candidate and maybe does but it, it is a bit early in his Rangers career to say confidently either way so when I look about I'm like I okay I don't like Tav but who's better yeah. I, don't, I don't know that we've got much better I think the only, the only replacement in there 
Goldson, I wouldn't give it to Goldson because I think he's sort of from this similar mould as Tav, you know, in terms of, you know, he's had a lot of batterings and he's he's, he's not performing well, you know, is it a time to get someone fresh in like Butland who's, you know, to do it. But then there's, other than that, you know, you're not going to give it to a, you give it to a Cantwell or a Raskin. I don't see that happening either. No, you know, no. You don't see it happening with Lundstrom? anybody else on the pitch. No. Nah, too unpredictable, too up and be, down. He'd be a he would be away at the end of the season for me, um, if Aye. not sooner. Um, it's just because I think he Tatino it, it might have been pre season or something like that, but I think there was a time a Tab came off and or was he it a came, cup game? He, put on, he put on the armband one time, one of the cup games when Golson wasn't playing. Um, Aye. And Aye. Tav, he, he did put on the captaincy, yeah, he did put the armband on for one of the games, yeah, definitely did. So, um, so that was the only reason I said that, by the way, because he, he's obviously in the leadership group of the squad, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a seasoned, experienced player. But that's the point, right? There's need to. We don't, we don't, we don't have a cat. We don't have a proper leader. And if we did, we wouldn't be in some of these messes because you'd have somebody that's grabbing other people by the scruff of the neck, getting them a boot up the arse, getting them an arm on the shoulder, whatever it is, and getting us through some some of these messes. And that's where again, Tav has led by example. I mean, how many times is do you feel like Tav? Okay, it's a criticism, or Tav's got to take every free kick. He's got to take it, but sometimes. He is the only one that's actually doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, it, I, I, I don't know. It's, right, we're, in a, we're in a bad way, man. We're in a bad we're way. A it's time. as simple as that. Big time. Big time we are. But it's it's just so frustrating. Like I said to you when we, when we started this, there's a million and one thoughts and emotions running through, running through my head about it. And just how, you know, I did think it was going to be I did think it was going to be something really special this season where the guy was really excited with the guys he was bringing in. You know, he had his own sort of stamp on it. And I think we were just really excited about this fresh revamp because we've been we've been needing it for, for years. And Bill's ultimately the manager who's probably had the most autonomy to do anything in the squad in terms of this since probably Advocate. Because oh, more than that, boy. Yeah, in terms of having, you know, being the manager and being able to buy, you know, buy the players, sell the players, do everything like that. He's the only one that's had that because you kind of see that Smith had it the second time due to the financial constraints he was under. Um, but he's had the autonomy to buy and sell players, have some money there to do it, and it's it's ultimately fallen flat in his face with it. So let's sort of look ahead now, Keith. Aye, um, aye. Obviously, it's been announced that, you know, coming in in the interim is, you know, Steve Davis coming in as sort of manager and then he's going to be assisted by Alec Ray, Stephen Smith and Brian Gilmore, who are under 18's coaches. And then we've got Colin, uh, Colin, what's his name? As, Stuart. Uh, Stuart, sorry, yeah. Colin Stewart is a goalie coach who's getting more lives than a cat. He's, I know, he survived more managers than Tav. Yep, he's he's up there. He's, he, he, his dad was, Jim Stewart was a goalie coach and he survived Aye. a number of different ones as well during that time. So the two of them must be, the two of them are cut for the same cloth where they just seem to survive a, Survivor manager sacking, don't they? Because he's the been there for... man survive a nuclear holocaust, these guys, you he, know, they're just, he's just been there for, Yeah, he's been there for a number of years now and he survived all these all these different managers. Um why it shows we've always agreed goalies. So yeah. maybe maybe it's in the genes, maybe these two guys is maybe this is a generational secret to having good goalies. Aye, we have been very lucky with our goalies, haven't we? Um aye. sorry, mate, keep going. Aye. Um so so Davis is coming in now. And it says in the it says in the um, the release when obviously the announced bill that the the board are going to take their time 
to pick the right manager. Uh, I know, so that's it. So we might be, you know, it might be the. Obviously, we've got two games. We've got a game on Thursday. We've got a game on Sunday against the Mariner Way. Is it Saturday? I can't. I think it's. Uh, it's at the weekend at Mariner Way, and then we've got an international break in there as well. So, um, are we talking? You know, we, we don't know how long it's going to be. It's going to be these two games, and then we've got, you know, a week and a bit for international breaks, and then they're back again. Or is it going to be after an international break? Are we still going to see Steve Davis sitting there with Alec Bay? It's. It's. Um, sort up there, but what do you make a Steve Davis, you know, coming, you know, being asked to being asked to do the interim manager's job? I mean, it was a bit of a surprise for me when I seen it because obviously you see some of these rumours floating about of, you know, McInnes and then there was ones of Neil Warnock coming in and stuff like that. And Martindale to the end of the season. Right. <laughs> these ones sort of uh, filled me with baby. absolute dread, particularly in the McInnes one. Oh, um, no. Absolute dread. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm okay with the guys that I've got coming in. First of all, all of them are all Rangers. All of them are all Rangers men. They're all Rangers fans. You know, there's we've got we've got you know someone who is arguably a club legend in there, and Steve Davis. We've got Alec Ray who would put the shits up anybody. We've got him who'll get a bit of fighting, a bit of dig. If somebody's no cutting it, he'll be he'll have him up by the throat. You know, sort of. Get a game walk for it. I think that's what we need, and that's what we're missing. Somebody with a bit of fight and a bit, you know, in that in that, you know, sort of background stuff. Um, they sort of do it. So and plus, like you said, they're all they're all Rangers men, and you know, all Bills staff that came in were all unknowns. I mean, Banfield had a good reputation being part of the English staff and stuff like that. But in Scotland, he was an unknown. And the press conference done didn't fill you any confidence as well, did it? So, no. and then all the other guys like Harry Walkland, Jack Addy, these guys were all unknowns. Whereas Gerard had that sort of, you know, people comparing to Gerard when he was sort of came in. But Gerard had the aura with him. Plus, he brought in Gary McAllister, who knew Scottish football was a Rangers fan. And they were, <laughs> no, but these guys, these guys have got all these guys are all blue noses, which is a massive plus for me. Um, in there as well. Plus, you've got a couple of guys who have a bit of fighting passion about them. Aye, uh, even quickly before the review, that even even Geo man, like Dave Voss, highly rated Ajax coach, and Roy McKay, what a goal scorer he was. Like yep. we're, we're we're old enough to remember him as a as a top player with Bayern Munich and all that, right? So, and then like you say, you come in and you've got you know Joe Biden slash Banfield. That's what he he kind of seemed like in the press conference, <laughs> you know. Yeah. One of those aging American politicians that doesn't know he's he's asked for first base, as they say in America. Um, I don't know if they actually say that, but anyway. Um, I, I think the, the team, I okay. For me, it, it speaks to um, an immediate need. You know, short notice, European game, has to be somebody in the club probably. And you're looking around going... Who's got the relevant licenses and coaching badges that we can that's that's allowed? I mean, you seen this with Stephen A. Smith at Hearts. You know, he wasn't allowed to coach in Europe, so they couldn't announce him as a manager. There had to be some somebody else that had the badge who was yeah. really just a figurehead. They know him, um, <clears throat> right? So, so I'd imagine Davis is, must have the required badges, and they've looked around internal options and went right. There's two names in that bit of paper. Let's go for Stephen Davis. It's either him or that nugget that took us to Hamden, you know, for Hibs when we got scudded before Geo came in. Right, Dave McCall, I, I, McCall, I, right. right. Stephen Davis is then. If it's that, fair enough. If it's two games, fair enough. If it's any more than that, 
I'm worried. Yeah. Alex Ray, I love. I would keep probably keep him about if we if Bill had brought him in in the summer, we might not be in this mess. Who knows, right? I don't know if he's a good coach or no. But it's just that grab somebody by the neck at half time, being like, "What the fucking hell do you think you're doing?" This is guys going, "Just get your finger out, and I'm going to stick a nut in you or whatever." Do you know what I mean? It's that hair dryer that Bill doesn't yeah. seem to have. Bill's more uh, his aura. It doesn't seem like he's got that uh, for me. Uh, whereas Alex. Alex Ray will so definitely would 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 love Alex Ray being a bit but beyond that I think it has to be it has to be sh- so short term it has to yeah. be that the we'll take our time see if it's that like oh we'll give we'll give Davis and that to January like Alan Murphy um I'm terrified I I don't think it I don't think it, it lasts the international break buys them the time if that's what they mean fine any more than that I don't know man I'd, I'd feel really bad. Do you know, that's my concern, Keith, as well, that if we get a couple of good results, you know, we see the, the team coming back in, you know, we see some of these guys getting fitter again, like Raskin and, you know, Cantwell and that coming back at the team, we play a nice bit of football, score a couple of goals, win a couple of games. Aye, two maybe plus win, two win, equals 74. Uh, we, win, maybe. We, win, we, win, we win comfortably on Thursday and we beat St Mirren and then they're like, oh, we'll game it for a wee bit longer, you know, sort of day, the Aye. cheaper option. You know, that's something that I feel Beautiful. like might, yeah. Aye. You could see them doing something like that because you know what these this board are like for trying to save a couple of quid, um, particularly in the football side of things. You know they're rather focusing on the the business side of things at the moment, as, as far as I'm concerned. Which is, and it's it feels to me like again, like the Bill thing. You know, it's it's a bit of well, the fans will probably be alright with Stephen Davis. He's a he's a club legend. They all love him as a player. It, it, it feels a bit like that. If it if it goes any length of time, it, the, the board seem like they're tight and they're cowardly, and they'll they'll pick whoever they think will make the fans happy. I don't. I, I don't know, man. That, that's what if it if it turns out to be a January shot to me, that's what it will have been. It will been. Um, you know, I think the fans are bored. Right, Stephen Davis. Nobody's going to want to give him abuse because he's a legend as a player. Well, just look at Ali McCoy as manager. That doesn't, yep. that doesn't mean anything. Exactly. John exactly. Gregg, another great player who is not a yep. great manager, right? It doesn't, it doesn't carry any weight. You need to win football matches. So um, that, that's my worry is that they went for another populist thing and it, it might be a bit longer term. And uh, it just gives me the fear, man. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, we've got Stephen Davis now till obviously for the next wee while we don't know how long you know mm-hmm. how long is a piece of string it could be the next two games it could be a bit longer than that um, so I it sort of leaves us in this sort of limbo I think the board have done the right thing by obviously relieving Bill of his duties because it wasn't working and then you know the last couple of games the, tox- the toxic nature of Ibrooks that it was the last couple of games as well particularly, particularly Saturday there was just I've never seen Ibrox empty so quick as soon as that second goal went in. Um, and we, me and Gary stayed till the full-time whistle because we were going to leave. And then I was like, we might as well stay now because we're here and I want to, I want to see the reaction. And I wanted to voice my opinion as well. Um, Aye. I, I just, so. watching it on the telly, like you say, it looked as empty as I've ever seen it on the telly. Um, and, and I felt like, you know, I, I, I was, was watching it with my season. I said to her, like, People staying behind now, they're just staying behind to boo. Nobody's yep. staying behind for a good reason. They're staying behind to to boo because they're that angry that they're too angry to leave. Um, you know, like uh, one of one of the things, Keith, as well, like what like you mentioned, just going back to that and, and that point of you know staying behind. 
the players went round and walked round like like they do most after most games and they were getting a torrent of abuse. And you were talking about future captains and we did mention Goldson. For me, this one, he he walked a small part of the ground, realised he was getting abuse and turned back and walked up the tunnel. Mm, a true captain doesn't do that. A true captain doesn't do that. Um, now you front it up. Yeah, you front it up. Which, so that's 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 another reason why he wouldn't be in there for me. Do you know? I think we should do. We should adopt the French thing. Did you see what Leon did earlier in the season? Where the, the fans they basically they give the ultra mic. You know, the players stand in front of him and they just be like, just give him abuse. Basically, right? They, they, they're like the fans have the right to express. So they they, they they make the team go and stand in front of the fans. They give the fans a mic and the fans are like you. You need to be a leader. Get your finger out. You. You're a prick. You, do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. I'm paraphrasing a wee bit. Um, yeah, you have, to be very, you have to be very careful who you give that mic to. Oh, could, could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> totally, man. But uh, again, just going back to a small point for me, like I, I felt the sub of um, Dessels for Lovelace. Yes. I, I think that's out of order because see exactly what you're talking about. Why is that young kid out there taking that? It should yeah. do, I would have left Dessels on. I know he might have been having the worst game that we've ever seen of any Rangers player in history. Doesn't matter. At this point, the game's done. The kid's not going to do anything apart from come on and get abuse. He could come on and score a hat trick and we win the game. And everybody's still going to be booing anyway because of the performance and other factors. So I should have left Dessels on. It should have been Dessels out there taking a bit of stick than than, than the kid. I don't think I don't think that was De- fair. Dessels did take quite a bit of stick when he get when he got taken off. Um, aye, I got a boo, aye. Yeah. Um and I feel like it's quite telling for if that was me, I'd be looking at it. You're you're a three, you're a four point five million signing. You've no kick your own ass and people are cheering as we're bringing on a seventeen year old boy to replace you. That's at a point where you sort of need to have a really good look at yourself and go, Am I doing everything I can for this club? Um am I doing everything I can to to make these to make these fans like me? Because it's not happening. It's really not. And it's um that's I I think that, that told me a lot that the fact that you know, that we were taking him off and obviously due to injuries we're bringing on a seventeen year old boy, but I think I also think as well if it wasn't lovely sitting on the bench, if there was like a a Danilo or, you know, Simmer was sitting on the bench and someone else was on, he'd have been worked at half time. He'd have been off. The only reason that he was that he was on was due to the injuries because he didn't obviously he wasn't playing before that when and then Danilo got injured and then Ruth was fit, and then Ruth gets injured. Aye, aye. He's, you know, Bill did stick with him and then, then had to go from there. Try to take him out the firing line, which is probably fair yeah. enough. I mean, to your point, maybe the guy is doing everything he can. Maybe he's trying too hard. Maybe he's just yeah. not good enough. Maybe he's just not fat enough. Maybe We don't know, but it, I, I don't look at the guy and think he's not trying. Put it that way. Like I, 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 don't, I don't know personally. I don't think I've seen... I've seen that film. I would, I would, I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving that at the guy. But listen, it, it, either way, the results the same. And he's playing terrible, and he shouldn't be playing. But I just thought that was a wee bit like I'd have left him out there. I wouldn't have put the kid on to take any abuse. I thought, I thought, I thought it was a bit harsh, personally. Yeah, yeah, I get, I, I do get your point, and there as well. So it sort of leaves us up. Obviously, we've got Thursday now, and we've got Steve Davis running running it for the next you know, next couple of games as well. So it's going to be interesting to see to see what he does and if he can do anything to sort of change you know, obviously we don't know who's injured and who's coming back. We'll probably find out more of that later on in the week. Um and we've obviously got the game on Thursday and I imagine there'll be a press conference. Send Alex Ray out for the press conference, please man. <laughs> send, send Alex Ray out for it. 
that'd be amazing. Just just quickly, I know we're, we're probably uh, you know short of time, but any thoughts on who you would want next? Right. You know, there's a couple of names mentioned. There's the Argentinian boys at uh, Gallardo, um, the guy who's River River Plate player. He was a manager. There's a uh, the Norwegian guy who from Bodo who gets linked every time Rangers are. Oh, Nutson, aye, she's never leaving. There's him as well. There's a couple other ones. I, I actually, Keith, I actually don't know um, who I would want as long as it's no McInnes. Um, ah, it's fuck that. I think I think for there, there need to, I think it needs to be though. For looking at someone, it needs to be an experienced manager who who know, but maybe doesn't Scottish football doesn't you know I think you, you learn quickly in Scottish football but a very we need an experienced manager to come in and steady the ship rather than um you know a relatively newbie again coming in because we've done that now with with the Gerard thing and it did work well, obviously at the start it did me and then the deal situation it's no work. Um, it's slim pickings, but in it, that's the thing. But in, in our price range, in our price range, I mean, I okay, you got all the money in the world, you go and throw it, and you get, oh, let's get to Dan, you know, like all the nonsense, aye. right? It's in our price range. There's, there's no, there's no perfect candidate. Put it that way, you know. We people talk about Lampard, no chance, please, man. No, like, no, no, not for me. Um, love Frank Lampard as a player. He's maybe a bear, so like, a lot of respect and love for the guy, but. Not as a manager, his record does, does not attract me to want to go and hire him. I think it's, 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 it's a, I don't envy the board. It was the same when Gio came in, he was probably the only real candidate. And then it when Beal came it. in, it was it was tough. I personally, when I went for Beal, but you know, it was tough then. It's even tougher now because you've chipped away two obvious candidates. I wish I'd, I'd waited at, at City for a wee while longer. Maybe we could have It's a tough. It's a tough gig to go and find yeah. who's next, isn't it? You just never know, but you know, it might be one of the ones where you, you, you put a few feelers out or you see who contacts as well. You know, I, I don't I don't know who the club will be talking to, but yeah. uh, it's it's tough. Yep, yep. And I guess all we can all we can do the news back Davis to sort of try and turn it around the next couple of games and get two wins because it's two important games, Limassol and then St Mirren, who are currently ahead of us in the league. I know, aye. Um, that, that's, so, a, that's a scary thing, isn't it? Yes, St Mirren are ahead of us. Um, so, aye, I know, like you said, two, two big games. Uh, St Mirren is more important for me, um, given yeah. where we are, but I, I would I would love two wins, but aye, it's, a, yeah. it's going to be an interesting period. Be interesting to see the team on Thursday, mate. Yeah, it will be. It will be really interesting to see what he does um, with it, if you know, certain guys that we spoke about today are playing, particularly the yep. two that we weren't too pop, uh, too flattering about. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if they play um, yep. as well. So we could probably do, you know, we'll probably look at try to do something after the, you know, at probably this time next week again to sort of discuss it. Or else if anything else comes up, me and Keith will be back to do a sort of pod about that. But we'll probably be back this time next week to discuss the both yep. games um, as well. But other than that, all I can say is apologies for the you know, million things going through my head at that one time. I was sort of rhyming off a couple of things. I think I asked you about 45 questions in a one minute there. So, <laughs> sorry about that, mate, but I've, I've enjoyed talking to you about it. It's sort of been a wee bit cathartic to get it out. And like I said, it's never any good when when someone loses a job, particularly a manager, and particularly someone that I liked as well losing the job. But, you know, thanks for thanks for talking to us again and thanks for everybody listening. Um, and until then, me and Keith will be back next week um, to discuss all things Rangers. So, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And, Keith, thanks very much, mate.
Uh, cheers. No easy these days, mate, but I like to say it's good to get some of this stuff off your chest. So yeah. thanks for the opportunity. Always good. Yes. Cheers, mate. And we'll be back again soon. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye.